Savage Watch. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ravens Watch. Today, uh, my guest is, well, it's not really my guest, it's more of a swap cast. This is John of Unbridled Minds. He has a podcast you should check out, and I have one, so thus a swap cast. How are you, John? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, my name might say something different on the on the other thing, but that's part of the uh, podcast story. I haven't been on podcast for a while, or Skype, sorry, for oh, a while, but uh, I've been podcasting. That's part of the mystery. Like, yeah, I've been podcasting for like three years, but uh, yeah, this is kind of fun. I've never done a swap cast, so just to, we're going to both use the same audio on my podcast and his podcast, so my listeners can check out your podcast, because I do that a lot as I have other podcasters, and I encourage them to check out their stuff, so uh, they'll be able to see how we sort of interpret each other's conversation. Right. Yeah, we're we're kind of both in a in a similar vein uh, when it comes to our interests. Right. Um, for the audience sake, I actually discovered Unbridled Minds through an episode that you did recently with our mm-hmm. buddies, uh, mutual friends of ours, Bill and Ted, Death and Rufus, yeah. uh, who, by the way, congratulations to the boys because they just launched their own yeah. podcast. So if you're listening yeah. and you want more Flat Earth stuff, you can go check out. I believe it's the phone booth podcast and they're going to be on rumble. Uh, good guys, fun content, awesome conversations, mm-hmm. but you had them on and I listened to your whole episode and it was great. And it was part mm-hmm. of the uh, motivation I had for reaching out to those guys. So I, I went ahead and rode your wave. I liked what you did there That's and okay. I wanted to hear yeah. more of it. Um, yeah, it's well, a fun topic. Is it fair to say, John, that like you're also into sort of conspiracies and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, again, if your listeners are going to pop over to mine, or I've, I think I've had some new listeners as well lately, hop on board. Uh, so if you haven't listened to all the podcasts over the years, I'll just kind of tell it really quickly. Um, I've been more probably involved in searching supernatural things. I've had experiences, and that's one reason why I reached out to you, is I saw you on Twitter, and I was like, okay, this guy's talking about something I kind of want to talk about and I haven't done yet on the pod. But I was sort of more into supernatural things. But I think if you get into that whole realm, conspiracies are eventually going to cross your path, whether it's aliens or UFOs. Probably aliens and UFOs is the first thing because you can tie that to spirituality and what is going on, I believe. And then it can just lead down other roads pretty, pretty easily. But I kind of stayed away from it for years because I always found conspiracy holes or rabbit holes, whatever, just sort of depressing. And that's why I was sort of, you know, doing my own thing, researching prophecy, spiritual gifts. You know, can we practice those? And then when Corona hit, that just kind of that's when I started this podcast. But I don't think I realized how bad Corona was going to get. And I never kind of stopped researching since then. I just have been hungry for reading and talking to open minded people. So, yeah, you know, um, for sure, what you said earlier is true. This if you are into the paranormal all these realms kind of cross over, right? So you're going to end up looking into conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, occult things. They're all intrinsically intertwined with one another. And uh, yeah, man, COVID was, I started a show um, pretty much as soon as COVID hit. I think a lot of us did, but uh, unlike the show that I'm doing now, it was previously just a comedy-based show that I did. So it was me and my buddy trying to make people laugh. And I always was interested in these topics, paranormal, occultic, conspiratorial, but 
the only people that I would talk to about it were, you know, my friends or my wife or something. I would I would chew their yeah. ears off and quietly after a couple drinks, never in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I never had the guts to come out and do a show. I think is because I just imagined it was twofold. One, I, I thought that it would be poorly received because it's such controversial topics. But I think the main thing was I didn't imagine that I had anything to contribute to the field uh, that wasn't already being said by somebody else. And now that we're in this, like you said, you haven't stopped researching since the coronavirus first hit, right? It's just been this never ending snowball mm. of yeah. uncovering conspiracy after conspiracy. And um, and that has really kicked the door open for a lot of creators in this field to start talking about these things. And I kind of looked around and I was like, you know what, man? If everybody else is is throwing their hat in the ring, um, and I've been looking at this since I was a kid, you know, we're at some point going to get into what the early things that that caught our attention were, yeah. and and that'll paint a more vivid picture for the audience. But I was like, I've been sitting on this information for so long, I might as well do something with yeah. it. And so, yeah. you know, thus the Ravens watch. Yeah, and I mean, I'm from Canada, and if you follow any of the news up there. They've just sort of uh, kind of outlawed news, like they're making it very like restrictive, like China. And they were, you know, there were signs of that back in 2020 during COVID. You know, they wanted to sort of the whole Trudeau corrupt government there. They wanted to restrict the Internet. And, you know, we talked about it on this podcast for years. And part of podcasting, too, is like you just said, use your voice. It doesn't matter how many followers you're going to get. Maybe you won't be a, a Joe Rogan. Like, that's pretty hard to do. But you know what? I'm excited to see you guys, like someone like you, start a podcast. I'm excited to see those phone booth guys start a podcast because, you know, you've been out here podcasting for three years and you've sort of seen more people come out and say, you know, we're having these experiences, too. Uh, you know, it's it's encouraging almost. So it's uh, it's fun to see people rise up and sort of and do it as well. So I, I'm excited to, like, have different podcasters. on. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's cool. We're kind of um, uh, I see a resurgence of not a resurgence, but, an, but another wave of content creators yeah. coming up to the forefront. And it's cool to be able to kind of find yourself in that wave, make a bunch of friends, exchange a bunch of mm-hmm. ideas and, and, you know, do something fun about it. Uh, and you know, it, I think that kind of brings us right into kind of the introduction to this episode is when people can't grasp why it is that, someone should become immersed in conspiracy theory. I had a, a mm-hmm. guy on recently. Um, his name was Paul. He does a show called um, uh, Understanding Conspiracy. And he's okay. so intelligent. Great guy. Awesome content. Everybody should go check him out on YouTube. And he was on my show talking about how he uh, first got into conspiracies. And he was in university in the UK. And he was writing a paper on from my understanding, was like kind of the psychological aspect of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. Mm-hmm. Why do people pursue them? Why yep. are people so interested in them? And so he picked his respective conspiracies and he was going to suspend his disbelief, dive in, and then come out of the other end, you know, normal. wiser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> normal, exactly. Uh, and of course, that did not happen. Which makes me feel better because Paul is such an intelligent guy that I'm like, okay, good. It's it's not just it you know, uh, the, yeah, it's not just the dummies that get caught. And so um, I think that 
sure, there's a psychological reason for why people might look for mystery and and things of that nature, right, in our, in our lives and in the world around us. But it's so much more beyond that. It's because we we see something that doesn't make sense. And so we we sort of sound the alarm and call everybody over to come and look at this thing. Somebody come and look at this, you know? Yeah. And uh, and that's a lot of what I spent my youth doing. And the people that looked at it, uh, they didn't really find it as compelling as I did. They found found it compelling, but they were very much like, well, I can't do anything about that. So why even look at it? And yeah, I, I can't resonate it? with that. I don't understand that. Yeah, no, it's uh, the moral of the lies you see. I think you kind of want to speak up, too. You want to not that I have to prove everyone wrong or right or anything like that. It's just like, look, we're questioning what's going on. And it's kind of scary, too, because if you if you look at some of the prophecy, it's stuff that has been talked about by various people at various times on Earth. It sort of seems like some of this stuff is coming true. So it's like if you're paying attention, you're like, OK, this is these aren't normal times. They're not normal times. And. I've had some things happen to me. We're going to get into it in a bit, but supernatural things. And so when I saw what COVID happened, I kind of knew I didn't quite understand it because it was like the opposite of what I was expecting. Like COVID was like, I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. God told me something different. So I've been like, I have to figure this out. And I'm seeing things three years after COVID, all this craziness, the bullshit. If you, you know, if you're paying attention, reading through the lines sometimes, uh, you can kind of see what's going on maybe a little bit or trying to get the pieces together. And it kind of lines up to my supernatural experiences. So, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get into it a bit. We're kind of going back and forth there, which I like. But uh, well, yeah. I, I think um, I would be interested in hearing right off the bat, um, you know, why screw around with anything else? What, what is it that you expected to happen and why did you expect it to happen? So in 2017, and if you're listening to my pod, I apologize. You've heard it a few times, but I don't talk about it on every episode. But I've heard, I, I openly claim that I heard God's voice three times in 2017. And they weren't just like direct messages. Like they were, they were direct, but I mean like not in the wording of what was going to happen. But one, they, they alluded to basically a lot of problems on earth and things were going to get fixed. And then the next one I released on my podcast, I basically alluded to that I think something's going to happen on Earth, like a revival that people haven't seen before in a long time. Like you can see how dark it's getting right now, but I'm talking, I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe stuff like miracles, things that you aren't going to be able to deny, like people have phones now, you know, it's going to be shared. I, I think something crazy is going to happen. So, I mean, I was thinking this in 2017. So when Corona started to happen and even possibly a wealth transfer, there's talks of like Jubilee, like when we talk and if you're a conspiracy theorist at this point, you've been seeing what's going on with the, the fiat BRICS nations meeting right now, you know, is the collapse of the US dollar happening? You have the rise of blockchain. So there are crazy things happening on Earth right now. And so I kind of thought a Jubilee was coming, but Corona was the complete opposite. It was a wealth transfer to the elite, not a wealth transfer to the people. So that was one of the biggest things. I was like, this was not sort of what I was thinking was going to happen. But we'll, we'll see. Maybe the whole boomerang comes around full circle. And there's been that crazy news about Trump and that uh, in Great Britain where they possibly took 650 planes of gold out of the Vatican. 
So it just seems like something is coming. And, you know, and maybe the, some of the stuff's going to get reversed. And some of the things I thought were going to happen, I think are going to happen soon. But I haven't released everything. And there's one more thing I'm going to release at some point on what God told me. And if you already think I'm crazy, then the third message I'm going to release, you're going to think I'm really, really crazy. But I'm waiting on that one. <laughs> Luckily, uh, within our community, uh, especially from the outside looking in, if you enter the community, you immediately pass through a veil that clings to you. And that veil is mm. you're now crazy. And that's just how it works for us. You yeah. know, I've, I've been I don't feel crazy. Like I feel like the same person. But yeah, I just well, had experiences. I, I I've really... just had experiences. I can't deny them. I can't ignore them. You know, that's right. I've uh, I've myself have had paranormal experiences. I've I've told them uh, ad nauseum on the show now, but uh, those kind of things, they make you. Worry about whether or not your sanity is is all yeah. as it should be. And, you know, so so when these things happen, I, I think people think you, people latch onto a conspiracy theory and they just run with it. For myself, especially, there's a lot of checking in. Like, am I right? Am I on to mm. the right thing? Am I losing my mind? Am I looking at this from the wrong perspective? There's yeah. a lot of checking in with yourself. And COVID was one of those things where before it happened, since uh, probably 2007, I was I was 17 years old then. And I had this, uh, not a notion, I didn't learn this or rather these weren't my ideas i learned this by digging through the internet that at some point people smarter than me anticipated a time would come when a man-made virus would hit mm -hmm. and that it would throw the world into disarray but that wasn't necessarily the dangerous aspect and that the dangerous aspect was actually the vaccine now this comes from people like jesse ventura used to have a show uh yeah, I, I think it was that. on true tv yeah i think yeah, it was called yeah, yeah. conspiracy theory and that lady flew and, in that doctor yeah, yeah yep yep and so i and that was one of many things that pointed in that direction for me so when when swine flu hit i thought it was going to be swine flu when h1n1 hit i thought it was going to be h1n1 when uh ebola was a thing when the zika virus was a thing yeah. i was like oh my god here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it never uh, and that's one of the things too as a conspiracy theorist uh, oh i could almost say by trade um they always know the wrong. next thing they always know yeah. <laughs> they always you're, know. <laughs> well you're always you, you've got a bunch of things laid out in front of you that you suspect might be happening mm -hmm. soon you know, and then one or two of them will happen and you'll know, OK, this is now the path that we're going down. But um, when COVID hit, I did not because I was I was so accustomed to calling out the virus and then having it not be that I said, you know what? I'm not going to be this nothing. Time. Yeah. yeah. And, and people are going, <laughs> I don't know, man, this seems like it's going to be a big thing. And I'm going, yeah, dude, no, I don't think so. And. Sure enough, it's snowballs. We have lockdowns, all these things. And I'm going, damn it, man. Like the the one time I, I could have told that it was going to be it. I was like, no. I remember I was living in Las Vegas. And when it was on the news and everyone was gathering around, we're at the park with our kid and, and we're letting them play with other kids. And all the parents are huddled around in their phones going, oh, my God, do you see this? 16 people died in China. And they said the first case is here in America. And I'm going, yeah, dude, whatever. It's not going to be anything. And then sure enough. And I mean, I don't believe that it was much of anything. Uh, I do think there was a dramatic overreaction. But one of the things that you said was 
really the key component, which is this massive transference of wealth, right? Yeah. It was like mom and pop shops all shut get down. shut down, yeah. but not Walmart. No. Walmart gets to remain open. Walmart makes more money than anybody. Pfizer makes more money than anybody. Moderna. I think I was crunching the numbers because um, somebody said, why? Why, Dave? Why would they manufacture a vaccine that was you know, dangerous? Why would they have any vested interest? And I'm like, okay, that's a fair question, right? We always get hit with the why. So I thought about it from a strictly financial standpoint. And I said, well, what was Pfizer's uh, stock worth two years before COVID hit? Mm-hmm. And then versus what is it worth now? And there was an 800% increase in stock value. Yeah, they did well. They did they pretty did well. Really well. So, I mean, if that, even if you remove all the sinister aspects, the financial aspect is enough. It's to, right in your to, face. To it's to right understand. in your face. You can't, you can't ignore it. Uh, it was a wealth transfer. And you're seeing it right now. I still see it with inflation. You're seeing a wealth transfer with inflation. I mean, it's affecting all the people. And you're seeing a wealth transfer with this whole climate change scam. Uh, you know, I think some of these fires, if they're not dues, they're 100%. A lot of them are arsons. Uh, in Canada, I know people, I'm not there right now, but I know people, I've heard stories, they've, they've, and weird stories about the firemen too, even out of Kelowna, uh, I was reading, but it's internet, you can't believe everything, got to take it with a grain of salt, but there's enough stuff coming out there that it seems like some of these fires are orchestrated, they're land grabs, they have to do with smart cities, and I left for Canada and Greece, but I've been in Greece here, and they always have fires in the summer, and you know what? 90% of them are people lighting them and people catch them and they're land grabs as well. They want to burn down buildings and they want to develop something new and they call it climate change. But it's just, I don't know. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you probably think the same way. So, but it's just, the videos are right there. They're right there. Like watching people like the yeah, You said it was um, anecdotal and you got to take it with a grain of salt, right? Which you're absolutely right. But that yeah. shows kind of the temperament of, people that are in this sphere right it's like we we pump the brakes we're not quick to jump to conclusions like like people imagine you know a, a sort of a rabid conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. no it's tempered with well that's anecdotal and you can't believe everything that you hear on the internet but there is a certain amount of anecdotal stories that'll break the camel's back right and it's like with the maui fires in particular yeah you're getting all these stories of the firefighters being told to stand down. yeah mm-hmm same thing. Um, that's what I read in Kelowna. That's why I was like, okay, there's a similarity, but it wasn't yes. as it wasn't as well known. It was like a lady trying to save her house, and she said in Kelowna, the firemen were just down the street having coffee, and they were told to stand down. But I don't know how true that is, but that was the story, and I was like, that's the same thing. Yeah, and that's very similar to the firefighters showing up, and the uh, uh, what is it? The hydrants are not functioning. Mm. They also sent home. The children. All of the children that morning, they canceled Effed school. Up, man. Dude, that was like the darkest thing. All right. So mm-hmm. so for the listeners, uh, the the school shut down before the fires ever started that day. And all the children were in their homes. And so couple that. Imagine first. And I know this is going to get dark, but you got to imagine this. There's houses filled with children and the emergency yeah. alert system is not mm-hmm. engaged. And so these kids that are home when their parents are at work and their parents are going, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be home. Fine. Yeah. They don't even hear an alarm to evacuate. 
I, I saw people saying that they did not evacuate until they saw the fires from their windows. They weren't even aware that it was happening. Right. And then you have a blocking of aid that's sent to these people. So people are sending all kinds of things, food and water and, yep. and supplies. And the uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the military or government officials is blocking this from actually getting to the people that need it. Yeah, I've heard FEMA and the government, the federal government are blocking it. And then there's some conspiracies popping up already that the military, maybe controlled by good guys, are starting to come in and maybe take control behind the scenes. I don't know about that. Again, grain of salt. That's the type of stuff when you're a conspiracy theorist, you see it all the time on the internet. But you have no way of like confirming it from far away. Like It's like, okay, I read this, but I don't know if it's true or not. But I think there's enough stuff. I even saw the videos and people talking like where they were trying to drive away from the fire and they got sent back into the fire. And there's enough eyewitnesses saying this stuff. There's enough eyewitnesses who had to hop in the water. So, yeah, some funky definitely went on in Hawaii. I don't think that was normal. Uh, there was a fire in America somewhere else. I think it was California. Same thing happened. The houses burned down and none of the trees around it. It was like the same sort of style. So, dues are real. The patents out there. They're not a conspiracy theory. Like I think New York Times or New York Post or one of these BS papers was saying it's a conspiracy theory already. And I was like, no, man, they're real. Like that's what they try to do. They just lie right to you. It's like they're they have US patent. We don't know if it was used, but there was something going on, I think. I think it was a do, but I, I agree. I mean, I've seen those images, right? It's a laser coming from sky and and and, and I've said it before. You can Photoshop that. That's fine. Uh, but there's so many instances of this image of a, a burning building or a burning plot of forest and a laser coming from the sky directly into it. I'm not saying that those are definitively true, but these are mm. the anecdotal straws that break the camel's back. And then you have Oprah Winfrey. I believe uh, she just bought six point six million dollars oh worth of uh, <laughs> uh, land in in Maui. Yeah. Right. So. That goes straight into the potential land grab thing, which yeah. seems pretty obvious to me. I mean, look, man, even if you remove the conspiracy theories aside and you entertain the idea, let's say this is natural and Maui got lit on fire. All these unfortunate people lost everything that was you know, important to them in those fires. Well, there's still scorched land and it's still prime real estate. It's mm -hmm. Hawaii, dude. It's beautiful. It's a little piece of paradise. So maybe you don't have... need all conspiracy theories to have Oprah rush in and buy up a bunch of stuff, but it certainly does not look good. Not for a, from a conspiracy theorist view uh, with Oprah, especially when her old spiritual advisor just got what convicted for 99 years of, for selling babies. So, I mean, like this lady's no John good. God. Like, yeah. John of God out of Brazil. Like that guy's crazy. He sold babies for like 30 K and that just sort of goes over people's heads. Like, well, who are the clients? What are they doing with these babies after? Like, no one even asks about these questions. Like, what the hell? What happened to them? This guy's going to jail. Like, I've never heard any story about the babies. Where'd they go? Or who bought them? Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with, with, with uh, Ghislaine, whatever her name is. Uh, you know, Epstein goes to jail. Uh, Ghislaine Ma Maxwell also goes to jail for trafficking children to no one. To no one. There's no there's no clients that they're willing to discuss. And, you know, this gets into once again, where people scoff at conspiracy theorists. Right. And it's like, oh, there's no uh, concerted circle of, of pedophile human traffickers. 
uh, amongst the elites and all these things. Yeah, I know we have Epstein and and we have his you know his right hand man uh, Ghislaine, but they didn't traffic the kids to anybody. They just they just traffic children. Just you know what I mean? Like, there's no <laughs> there's no connecting the dots. Yeah. Like because the number one question should be like once we can establish that you've trafficked children, the next follow up question is to whom? Yeah. To whom? And none of that. It's just whispers, and we're we're sort of content with that. You know, it's funny. I always say that people are only people's opinions are not their own. We are so well directed as to what we should be outraged about and what we shouldn't. So we'll get outraged about, you know, uh, a guy singing a country song in the woods, and he'll go viral, and people will 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 speculate as to whether or not the guy's a racist or whether or not he's a good guy. Uh, and and it and it'll literally go viral. And people will have endless debates about a man singing a song in the woods. But nobody gives a shit who they were selling kids to. Nobody cares at all. <laughs> and our, 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 our outrage is not our own. It's manufactured. It's given to us on a silver platter. We're told by, you know, the Mockingbird media what we should be mad at today. And... People do a good job of it. People do a good job of feigning anger on the internet and pumping their fists, but they don't really give a damn about the things that they should give a damn about, you know, whether it's uh, Epstein or it's the money that we're giving to Ukraine or it's, you know, Hunter Biden and his pedophile laptop or any of this crap. We don't care about any of that, but we'll get mad about the guy in the woods singing his country song. Uh, it, it just, it, it's a little disheartening. What do you think really is wrong with people, though? Like, do you think they're just actually brainwashed? Like, how can this stuff just be so over your head all the time? And I hate to say it, it's a lot of them are liberals. Like, they won't even want to talk about Epstein or just be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it kind of matters. Your heroes are pedophiles. And But, like, why do you think people are just so closed off? Like, why do they just shut... Like, they just shut... It's like they shut off everything. Anything... Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think what's happening is it's a, it's a, it's actually a beautiful deception, right? It's made up of many parts, but one of the main components is crushing you under the weight of so many responsibilities, right? You've got a house to pay for, you've got rent mm. to make, you've got car notes and you've got food you got to buy and you have to go to work and you got to work for 40 hours minimum in able, you know, in order to be able to have a life. And then you have the social component where I think human beings respond really well to shame. And so if they're shamed on a, on a large social level, in other words, if you believe in this, then you should feel like shit about yourself. Mm. If you can engineer the social norms, which social media and the media at large do very well, right? So mm -hmm. you've got this component of I'm too busy and I'm too stressed out. And then you've got this component of if I do say anything, I'm going to be ostracized because what's worse than than suicide, social suicide, right? What's worse than a death being casted out by the tribe? So now you've got this this fear of the social repercussions of talking about what you're talking about. But human beings, we have an innate desire to call out the wrongs that we see. So how do you satiate that? Well, you just give them things they're allowed to bitch about. You know what I mean? Just enough. You, just yeah, you're allowed to talk about this. You're allowed to talk about, uh, you know, the guy that's singing the song, or you're allowed to talk about whatever it is. Trump is a bad orange man. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the things that are socially acceptable for you because you we have to give you an outlet, right? We're gonna 
freak out if our voices don't get heard. So you create a very narrow passageway uh, in which we're allowed to pass through, but our ideas are very restricted and we're only allowed to talk about the things that they say you can talk about. I, I think that's it. I think it's just so many, so many moving parts, even if you destroyed the media now, like right now with Fox News and CNN just imploded if they were like this just in the buildings have burned to the ground and we're never going to do another uh <laughs> you know uh broadcast again it doesn't matter there are other things that are already in place hollywood has the propaganda machine up and running every movie is going to indoctrinate you to some sort of ideology uh social media is just massively enforcing whatever it is that they're pushing right because it's it's mixing those two things it's the social ramifications and also the propaganda machine of the media and so they the propaganda machine manufactures what you can be outraged about and the social aspect of the machine enforces it. And then in between those two things, you still got to shut the hell up, wake up in the morning and go to work. So I yeah. think that's all we, I think we, I think you're right. I think we're, uh, you said it earlier. Are we brainwashed? Yeah, I think so. I think we're victims of the greatest propaganda machine in the history yeah, so of humankind. Too. I think so. I, I think uh, COVID was a blessing in disguise. If you got to pause long enough, you got to sort of hopefully maybe unbrainwash yourself a little bit. I think that's yeah. been I think that's been overlooked. And yeah, like I think like what's happened in COVID, like man, I can talk about some of the supernatural stuff. It felt like a it felt like the matrix basically passed by me so fast. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And you could feel it, like this control of like something like on earth, like just moving in, trying to capture people. I don't know. It's crazy. But COVID was... Uh, say they, they think that COVID happened faster than it should have happened. I think so. I'm kind of inclined. You, 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 do you feel that yeah. way? Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I felt something. Like, I didn't... I couldn't see anything in the physical world, but I could feel something. And it was like a snare, like a big circle like closing in, and it moved too fast. It moved too fast, like a snake almost, like a snake moved too fast. Like a, if the snake likes to move really, really, really slow, and then when it pounces, it moves fast. But for some reason, it, like, it was like it moved too fast, and it was like you could notice it. And I was like, there's something really wrong here, like really wrong, and I felt it. And like, I haven't been able to turn back. And like before that, I felt like I was more in the matrix than I realized, like, like just the whole, I, the whole mental brainwashing of life, go to work, all that. I think that is like, you know, programming through media, everything you're talking about and just COVID just destroyed it for me in a good way. But it's scary to walk through that. If you, if you went through it, like I've had some guests on my show, they talk about their experiences as well. Like they wake up and it's like, okay, this is nuts. Like what is going on? <laughs> Cause you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it when you see it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think you're right. It was, it was like, like you, your analogy of the snare closing in is great, right? Because it, yeah. it should have been, the circle should have been slowly closing in, yeah. but instead it was like jerks. Too fast. Big jerks. Yeah. And, and a lot of us saw it and we're going, what the hell's going on? I, I feel terrible yeah. because. Twitter is interesting. Um, I'm a big fan of Twitter. I'm sorry, X, whatever. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of the the social media site, though, because it's sort of the loosest when it comes to censorship. And what I've gotten sure. to see is I used to be a, a 16, 17-year-old kid yelling into the ether. I wasn't communicating with people online. I was absorbing information, okay. print, YouTube videos, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. crazy blogs. But I wasn't engaging any of these content creators. And I wasn't in a community by any means either. I was just lurking on the internet. 
And so I had myself and all my crazy ideas that weren't my ideas. I got them off the internet. Uh, and then I had all the people around me that were just trying to be normal teenagers. And now all of a sudden, because of Twitter, I see this huge um, body of people who have all been woken up, like you said, around mm -hmm. COVID because of this snare that's jerking clothes. And um, man, I can't imagine that because when I was a kid, it was terrifying. Now, now I expect that an adult who's exposed to this information, you could make an argument if it's the first time they're being exposed. They may be able to navigate it a little bit better than a kid would, right? Mm -hmm. For a kid, it's chaos and it's it was crazy. So I don't think they are going through it in the way that my 17-year-old self went through it. But I remember the fear. And I remember the sense of doom and, and very much the sense of things closing in around, whether it's biblical prophecies coming to pass or you know, martial law lockdown. I, I remember when I was a kid, I came across this video. I posted it recently on, on X. I don't like saying that. It sounds stupid. <laughs> um, I but I posted it recently and it was of these uh, FEMA camps and, and these giant mass grave sites that somebody discovered where it was like, as far as the eye can see, giant plastic coffins or something yeah, of that yeah. nature. And it was coupled with this idea that all Walmarts could be Turned converted into, camp, into yeah. a federal emergency management agency camp. And so I thought like, oh, dude, it's only a matter of time. I don't know if anybody. Oh, this is great for the audience. I, <laughs> I would love to find this. I'm going to post this later on. There was an MTV commercial that came out. I'm thinking 2007, 2008. And it is, dude, it was so it was a family of people and they're all sitting in their living rooms Dad's reading the paper. The kids are watching TV. Mom's cooking or something like that. The dog's playing. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 there's a knock at the door. And they go to the door and open it. And it's the military. <laughs> and the military busts into the, the house. Go, go, go. Starts bringing everybody out, loading them onto trucks in the middle of the street. <laughs> you see all the neighbors are also getting loaded onto trucks. And then all of a sudden, it freeze frames. And the image of the people getting onto the truck fades into a black and white image a real one of jewish people getting uh, put onto the trucks during the holocaust mm -hmm. and it said the holocaust happened to people just like us that was the whole commercial dude was it for yeah there's like program it just said that. it said think <laughs> that was it i remember at the end it said think and it was like a public service announcement and they did another one with a train a very similar scenario with a train two commercials and when those things came out, I was like, shit, man, it's coming. The end is nigh. So I was like going through it. I couldn't sleep, dude. I thought they were going to round up me and my friends, put us all on a train. I was going to watch my mom get tossed into an oven, like all the craziest shit in the world. And, you know, luckily, uh, none of that stuff came to pass uh, since 2007. But if you're somebody who's just now waking up, like a lot of people are going through that same thing. And it comes at you so fast because we even touched on it in the beginning of the show, the paranormal world, the conspiracy world, the mm -hmm. occult world, it's all intertwined. So if you come across this, maybe they're lying to us about COVID, maybe the vaccine is, well, guess what? Buckle up, Buttercup, because that is an express route to, you know, skull and bones and and yeah. uh, psyops and and false flags and, and then even deeper, the occult and all these terrible things. Uh, and I, I do... It's like we're watching a bunch of people 
go through growing pains on Twitter, on X. They're writhing. They don't know which way to look. They don't know which way to shoot. It's just a bunch of people just blasting <laughs> all over Twitter, <laughs> which, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy for those people because I got to do it alone. You know, I got I only had a couple of friends judge me and maybe my mom that's just like, oh, no, what have I done? Did I raise this one wrong? You know, but everybody else is uh, adults with full time jobs and families and they're screaming on Twitter publicly, you know, and at least I got to do it alone in my bedroom. Yeah, I got to grow up before like uh, smartphones. So like when you're younger, you, you got some of that stuff out of you too. Where you had to react online, I guess, maybe before because I got to watch these kids do it. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to have to teach my kids how to how to not get caught on social media like down the road. <laughs> Make the mistake of the the lady that that motherfucker's not real. Everyone's going to get you, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Do you think that's the real lady that came forward? There's conspiracies about that already. No, dude, I don't think that that's the real lady. To me, it, it was different. It eh? was when she looked different. I thought she looked yeah, different. A little bit. And, um, and then a lot of people are saying that it's AI. And I think AI, <laughs> somebody saw, uh, I saw a, a tweet recently where it's a picture of her. She's got a beautiful house, beautiful hardwood floors, a nice island in the kitchen. And she sat on the floor with no, sh- uh, sh- uh, no shoes on. And her hands are in the picture. And it was somebody said something to the effect of, oh, this is just them flexing the fact that AI can now do fingers and toes really well. Because remember when AI first happened, it was like everybody had 18 fingers and they were all different sizes. (laughs) They couldn't do hands. Uh, And so, yeah, maybe this is just an exercise to get AI really good at that. But I I don't think it's the same lady. Didn't look like the same lady to me. And that whole thing, it felt weird. It didn't feel. I remember right after it happened two different people claiming to be the guy that she was pointing at surfaced on the internet, made their own TikTok videos yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 and, you know, the one guy was saying that he was a, a Freemason. Yeah. And nobody stopped to be like, this guy's face is covered in tattoos. The guy who, who was on the plane, he didn't have tattoos all over his face. I, and I, I don't know how nefarious that is, if that's just people trying to maximize, you know, their, their, their angle to get a bunch of followers to get some clout on the internet, you know, so they're just like, oh, this is a good opportunity. I'll pretend to be the guy in the green hoodie. But all those Maybe. things, uh, whether it's alien lady or the disclosure stuff, I, I I don't trust anything anymore, man. No, neither do I. There was one good conspiracy, though, that she had like a military bun. Like her her hair was in a style, and they were showing that the bun is what the military does. And when I talked to those flat earther guys, Ted and all those guys, I brought it up. I'm like, man, this seemed kind of staged. And then I saw the conspiracy of the military bun. So maybe sometimes the military, like if you get the whole conspiracy of the ghosts in the machine and psyop warfare, maybe they're staging things on the world scene to get people talking sometimes or to get people to sort of like, hey, man, like, you know, it got me talking about that idea of like, okay, like what are shapeshifters? Like what can they be? And maybe this is a good segue into some of our supernatural encounters because I know you've had some and we were going to talk about some of these creepy ones. But are those shapeshifters? Like are people having these experiences? What is it? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Uh, Even her, I hate to say it, but her boobs kind of look fake, like she was wearing something. Like, <laughs> it didn't look like I don't think those are real naturals, dude. I thought those were fake boobs. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I, don't know. I, I don't know what the 
you know, people. And I got COVID. Know, I, know, I think everyone's why. got COVID right now, man. Everyone's sick right now. They released the new thing. It's not that bad. You'll get sick, but you'll get over it. Yeah, I know. But they're prepping us right now too for the for the whole <laughs> second wave of COVID and all this crap. It's just one thing after another. But uh, I, I would be interested in 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 hearing some of your uh paranormal experiences because like, like we've been saying they go hand in hand and, yeah. and i do think that that's not a coincidence i think a lot of people have unexplainable experiences i think they're more common than than people think and mm. i think that those experiences you either shut them down and repress them and try not to think about them or you it's it springs you mm. into action and mm. you start to to dig based off of that i know that was my path but but what sorts of experiences have you had yeah, so like I had been into like dream interpretation, like I, I tracked my dreams, I write them down. I believe some of my dreams have totally come true, like you can just see them come true. So I was sort of open to the idea of the spiritual realm and all this stuff at, at this point. Uh, it was probably like 2002, 2003 when like some crazy things started to happen though. And you had posted it on Twitter about sleep paralysis and a guy with a hat coming in. And I was like, yo, this guy's talking about something that kind of happened to me but not quite the same, but very similar, not the same figure. But it kind of started in my dreams. I'd have like a couple of dreams, like super scary, like, like real, like, I don't know, like a spirit, like a ghost, like a skull would just come at me and like scream. And you can't explain it. Like it is so real. And it would just wake me up in the middle of the night. And I'm not one to get really scared or whatever, or scream. And that's kind of how it started. It just little things really quick. And then one night, like I was completely asleep and you don't know like you're sort of like it's like you're in you're awake but you're in the spiritual realm like you're seeing into a different realm and i think they call it sleep paralysis because your flesh is scared like your flesh is like what the hell is going on like but the inside of you like you, i believe you have a spirit man inside of you or a soul whatever you want to call it and it's awake and you can see what's going on and your flesh is like scared shitless so anyway i'm in bed and I'm laying there and the door opens and this figure walks in and I'm trying to remember, it was a long time ago now, like 20 years ago, but like it ha I, I remember clearly it had a candle, it was holding a candle and whispering. And I, I don't remember if it was a skull or more of just more of a dark figure, I think like with a hood. And it came in and it walked through my room really slowly and it came right beside me on my bed and it just kept talking, like whispering and I couldn't. You really understand anything i couldn't hear and couldn't really hear it i could just knew it was whispering and in my spirit you know i just had to like call on jesus and all this stuff i couldn't do anything else and i just over and over and over and over until it broke and i could finally move and then i over the years i'd heard people say oh it's sleep paralysis it's this it's that but i've had so many different experiences like over time i, I just kind of wrote that off I was like, no, there's no way that was sleep paralysis. Like you said, at the very beginning of the show, you question it sometimes. You go back to these experiences. Even 20 years later, I still think about that. Like, I think about it, and I'm like, man, that was scary. Like, I'm not scared of it now, but, like, when it happened, like, it was, like, terrifying. Like, you wake up the next day, you're like, what the hell was that? Like, you try to tell some people. They don't really understand. I don't think people can really understand unless you've experienced it. It's... uh it's tough. And then, you know, it just sort of developed over the years, like where it was more physical as well in my room, where they would like pull the sheets off my bed, like things would actually move. And then I kind of got to this point because I was studying a lot of spirituality, prophecy, you know, like biblical things, like try, good things, I guess, right? Like, and 
I got to the point where I was like, this is all you guys got? Like, you're just, you scare me, but like, that's all you're doing. Like, you're just, you're, you're pulling the sheets off. You're kind of scaring me. You know, maybe I got a little cocky in that. Like, I was like, this is it though. Like, this is it. Like, come on. Like, and then when I was studying some of this stuff, like, if you understand the supernatural bit, like this might be a little bit weird to you or to anyone else. I believe there's like a court system in heaven and there's the whole justice of God. And if you catch these bad entities coming into your life, scaring you, they can come into your dreams, I believe, as well. If you catch them, you don't have to be overly religious about it or weird about it. You can just be like, this is bullshit. I want justice. And what justice means in the spiritual realm is you get repaid with good things seven times. So what happened at that point is I said, you know what, I'm going to start expecting good things start to happen to me, good supernatural experiences. And you know what? I'm not saying this is like a ticket for anyone else that has had or a one path sort of fits, fits everyone. It's just what I did. And it worked. And I ended up having crazy good supernatural experiences since then. Uh, like I said, uh, the, I heard I think I heard God speak to me three times in 2017, but it wasn't the first time I heard that voice. I heard it in like 2008 or 2009. And that night I was just about to go to bed. I was super, super tired. And I'd had this expectation for a long time. Like, I want something good to happen in my life. I want I want good things to happen, good supernatural encounters. And I was about to go to bed. And this voice audibly spoke to me and says, you're going to be visited tonight. And I was in the basement. I was in a rental house. Like people lived above me. Like, I went outside. I was walking around. I had a roommate, but he wasn't there. He was an oil rig worker, gone for like two weeks. I walked around the house. I'm like, okay, I'm not going crazy. Like, that was a voice. It was not me speaking to myself in my head. And there's no one around. And I says, okay, whatever. It is what it is. Like, I can't do anything about this. This voice is either evil or, or I'm going crazy. I was really tired. Like, boom. I was just like, I'm going to go to bed. So I went to bed. I don't know how many hours I was sleeping, but all of a sudden, I was woken up to thunder like I had never heard before in my life. And I was just laying there on my bed. And like, to me, it felt like the whole neighborhood was shaking. And my first thought was like, holy cow, this is whatever's coming, whatever's happening right now, the whole neighborhood's going to wake up. Not a landlord, like my landlords. Like I was expecting people to come knocking on the door. Like what is going on? Like it's just, it was crazy. And it was so loud and all of a sudden nothing. And I'm just lying there in my bed in the dark and i'm like okay it's nothing but it's of course weird like kind of eerie like you could sense something then all and then all of a sudden i i i sensed like a, a figure like in the shadows like it was a shadow within the darkness like you could see the figure of a man or whatever like sitting on the bottom of my bed and whispering to me and again sleep paralysis like my body was so scared again but i'd my mind wasn't scared at this time because i've had it happen so many times i was like Okay, I'm kind of used to it mentally, but your flesh still doesn't, I don't know, your flesh doesn't, like I said, your flesh is weird. And I, and it was speaking to me, and I wasn't scared of it. I said, you got to speak up. I can't hear you. Speak up. And I was saying that to the speak up, speak up. And it didn't speak up. And then I was got to the point where I could actually move. Like, I kept trying to move my body. And when I finally was able to, like, move my body, I was like, I'm going to touch you. And I reached for it, and then boom, it disappeared, and that whole experience was over. But man, I'm telling you, that was one of the—that is probably the craziest supernatural experience I have ever had in my life. 
And then in, tw so this was like 28, 29, I should have wrote the date down. If you ever have experiences like this, I encourage you to write the dates down. Um, but you'll never forget it. But then the Zach's exact same voice spoke to me three times in 2017. Is this a male's voice? Yeah. Yeah. Does, does, does it, did it sound, um, was there anything significant about it's funny you ask that. No one's ever asked what it sounded like. Uh, actually, if, if you were to have like a dad that was sort of like, I don't know, young 30s, like a, a happy no, young like 30 dad. A little authoritative? Like, no, no. Not the voice I heard. Like it was just almost like it was like a father figure, but at the same time, like you know how you always get the cartoons, the pictures, God is like really old and like with the beard and the gray hair or whatever, it's always everything. I didn't get that sense. I just felt like it was a young, sort of playful, very happy father-like figure. And I was like, okay, like, I, you know, I can't put a face to it, but if I was to say like the voice, it didn't sound like a grandpa or, you know, someone a little bit older. But So the voice, um, when you say that it sounded, you know, you're describing it as like pleasant. Was that yeah. something that you just felt or was that suggested by the tone of the voice? Uh, the tone of the voice, yeah, like it, you could, it was a soft voice, like it wasn't intimidating. Like any time it spoke to me, and even the second time it spoke to me, I didn't really go into the details. It actually made a joke, and I laughed out loud. And I was taking a piss, and it spoke to me. And I was in the bar, like taking a piss, and there was something I was reading. I was into barbecue at the time, and I had a Traeger back in Canada, and I had done like nice. you know slow pork roast, like trying to get some pulled pork. And my first one, I was like, okay, like I, I did it for a long time, but I still need a little, probably a few more hours. And so I was in the urinal taking a piss in this pub called the Laughing Loon, kind of like what I am and my whole experience there and there. And I'm taking a piss and I'm reading this sign, like pulled pork, like, you know, like describing it. And it's like, yeah, that's what I have to do. I have to cook my, and this is what I was thinking in my head, taking a piss. I was like, I have to cook my pork slower next time. And then the voice said, yeah, just like the Gentiles. Like we've been cooking for like two thousand years, right? Like, and I was, and I laughed out loud. I was like, "That's really funny." Like, because the, the the elites and stuff they call us goyim and pigs, and I'm like, "That's actually really funny." Like, kind of made me laugh, and that's where I interpreted, "Oh, God's gonna bring a revival, and it's gonna be with the Gentiles, not the elites." not the so-called chosen ones or whatever. I think it's going to be the Gentiles, the Goyams, the people that, I don't know, you don't expect. Maybe the conspiracy theorists. I don't know. I'm just saying something's coming. And I, it made me laugh, but I was like, oh, that's what I think it means. We've been slow cooking for 2,000 years. When's the last time there's been a major worldwide sort of shaking of supernatural events? It's been a long time, if you believe it happened. Right. You know, the reason that I asked is because I heard a voice one time when I was younger, but it was a woman's voice mm. and she uh, she like seemed indifferent. That was very much the she told me I was going to do something. So, so OK, so I'll, I'll tell the story. Um, basically, yeah, yeah, what happened yeah. to me was when I was a kid, um, I was with my aunt. She was babysitting me. I was probably like five or six years old. And my aunt is schizophrenic, although we didn't know it at the time. And uh, the reason that that is important is because I thought that this event meant that I was going to be schizophrenic one day. Like yeah, I, yeah. I was very worried about it for yeah, a long, not yeah. very worried, but like it was always in the back of my head, you know, like, oh my God, am I going to, 
Yeah, so when you hear a voice, you, you you question yourself. I I will admit that. Like you kind of go like, what? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter what age that, you are. Is, is there something wrong here? Should I be seeking yeah. medical attention? But at at five years old, I didn't think that. Or six years old. What ended up happening is my aunt. She goes, um, go and get me the silverware drawer, which is just a, a weird request. But I go, okay. So as a kid, I go into the kitchen. She's laying on the couch. She's not feeling too good. And I start to pull this drawer out. And it's heavy and it's awkward. It's filled with silverware. I'm only a kid. And I'm walking with it back down the hallway. And as I get to the midpoint in the hallway, a voice in my head suddenly goes, um, you're going to drop it. And it was a woman's voice. She sounded pleasant, but but mm-hmm. indifferent. She wasn't like, watch out. She wasn't yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't mad. She wasn't anything. She was just like stating it as a fact. And as soon as I heard the voice, the next thing that happens is my, I get like massive vertigo and everything starts to turn. It feels like the hallway is turning and I just drop the, the silverware drawer smashes Mm. against the ground. The loudness of it like snaps me out of it. My aunt gets real upset. Uh, but I was just curious because, you know, that was what stuck with me was her indifference. Like she was pleasant. She didn't sound scary. And she sounded also like could be 26 to 44. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just yeah, a yeah, real yeah, yeah. middle-aged, like normal or not middle-aged, like that's third of the life, you know, but uh, just really normal and really indifferent and was just letting me know something matter-of-factly. And so I, I've never heard anybody describe it. And so whenever somebody has a story about a voice, I'm always interested in like, well, what did the voice sound like? Because even as yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. I knew I heard it, but not with my ears. Yeah, Like I knew that. And I, I heard it as loud as, you know, you and I are talking if you were standing right next to me, but I didn't hear it with my ears. And I kind of knew yeah. that. I can kind of say the same thing. Like it was, it was audible, but it wasn't the same. Like it was not my inside of me. It was not like, I don't know, maybe it was inside of me, but it doesn't sound like you're talking to yourself. It sounds more like me and you talking to like you just said, but it's not the same. It's still there's something different about it than me and you talking. I, I can't explain it, but but what was weird for me was that this knew what I was thinking. Like every single time, almost every single time it's talked to me, it it answered me. Like it, it answered me because there are conspiracies that the military has devices, like we talked about twos. They also have conspiracies that they can input um voices in your head. Yeah, it's called the voice of God. It's a yeah. it's a a sound frequency to skull uh, technology so they can like send resonance and, and vibrations into your skull and you can hear them. Yeah. So uh, even I was kind of like, well, could that be, could I have been a vi- victim of that somehow, some way, like very unlikely, like why would anyone target, I don't know, some weirdo in Canada, like Northern Canada, but you know what I mean? Like why would this happen? But that's where I think it was different. It was because it answered which was really weird. Like it answered me like at my own internal thoughts that I wasn't expecting an answer. So that is interesting. You know, you said the, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not very well versed on the Bible, but when you said that, um, a, a shifting of power is going to come and that you feel as though it's going to be people who were unassuming, maybe even the conspiracy theorists, what's that expression mm-hmm. or that line from the Bible? It's like the meek shall inherit the earth. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I, I don't. I'm not so religious. I know every Bible verse, and yeah. I'm going to quote it back to you. Um, but yeah, that's the message. Like the meek, or the sort of, the yeah, they, they all inherit the earth, and it's kind of like you kind of wonder like sometimes what's happening right now. And if you kind of followed Q a bit, what Trump says, uh, level the playing the field, giving back power back to we the people. Like some, if this is going to happen, something major has to happen and soon. And it sounds weird because like, I'm not a big fan of communism or bricks. There's a lot of bullshit that goes in a lot of these countries, but the way they're kind of taking down the Rothschild money, funny money, I call it like that's got to go. And it sucks because it's so part of our society is this paper backed fiat, like whether you're Canada, America, Europe, like these anywhere, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's got to go. There's something wrong with this money. It's the central bankers have got to go. And so something's got to happen. And I feel like bricks are somehow bringing in a better system with a gold back fiat. So it's weird. It's confusing too, because like, you're like, I don't want to be communist, but what they're doing with fiat, it's probably right. <laughs> like, it, it feels like the whole um, argument of communism versus capitalism is probably going to be a thing of the past because technology is getting us to such a weird place that it does feel like the whole board has to be flipped. Like we're overdue for some really big event. And it's like we we're living under the constraints of an old system, but we have the ability to revamp it and do something entirely different. And so that old system can't contain that for long. And it feels like it's fracturing and it's shaking. And, you know, every day there's another crack in the dam, whether it's a cultural crack or, yeah. or you know, something government related or, or finance related. But I am curious to know your thoughts on um, on on Q, because that went like hand in hand with the covid thing. And yeah. there was a lot of people who woke up through Q. Mm. So, like, I had the the. I would say the the benefit of already being immersed in all of these topics yeah, yeah, and yeah. then seeing Q from, from that position. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people had no grasp mm -hmm. of anything different. And then all of a sudden Q was the one that came forward, yeah. gave them a bunch of wild information, very compelling, very true yeah. information. And that I think uh, we almost have a loyalty factor, right? It's like, well, who's going to tell me the truth? Whoever's going to tell me the truth, I'm going to follow that person. Whereas I'm sort of like, who's going to tell me the truth? I'll listen to it and then I'll sit back and consider it for a while. And even if I think that the truth is valid, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to attach myself mm -hmm. to an ideology in order mm -hmm. to. And so I think some people, uh, it's a very touchy subject. Like I've, I've gone back and forth on Q and my, my ideas about it are pretty nuanced, but I've noticed that even without knowing the finer details of what I think about it, if I should say anything that casts it in a negative light, that is one of the things I'll get the most pushback for on the internet is like people because, and I, I think it's an emotional response, right? It's like so many people were in the dark and then all of a sudden here comes this person disseminating wild information on the internet. And it, it's, it's a, it's almost like a hero. So how dare you say anything negative about the hero, right? If you, there are some weird things about Q. I'm not a big fan of like the last sort of post that kind of popped up the last few years here and there. I, I don't know. I don't know why this had a different vibe to me, but 
maybe it was still the same team. I don't know. But Q, I think you talked about COVID and your perspective. You kind of were expecting something to happen like COVID for years. And then Q popped up and started talking about it. So your perspective was very interesting, whereas my perspective was when I heard my supernatural experience in 2017, this was before Q. So, but it was when Donald Trump was sort of being coming into presidency. That was the first time I heard the voice in January 2020 when he was inaugurated. Because I was thinking, oh man, what's going to happen? This is going to be crazy. And then the voice answered. So I was expecting something really big to come on the scene. So when Q popped up, I, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like it's not what I was expecting, but it really caught a lot of people's attention. And it sucked me back, sort of back into the conspiracy world. But I think if you were to look at the last sort of leading up to the 2020 election during COVID, man, the Q post called it perfectly how it was going to be used to steal the election, be a cover. Like we all were saying, oh, this is bullshit. Like there's this mail and ballots coming in. Like Q put us on to all of that stuff and, and Dominion voting. So if it wasn't for Q, I think a lot of the election fraud wouldn't have been exposed. Um, there's a lot of weird Q posts. There's a lot of stuff. Like, I hate it when people... also said um, that the whole Russian uh, collusion was total bullshit. Yeah, Q talked about that at the beginning. Q talked showed that at the beginning. So you can't discount the stuff Q said, like the major things. Like, Q nailed it, whoever that team was. Like, they released real stuff, in my opinion. Then there's a lot of stuff we just didn't understand. Maybe it was them talking to each other. People tried to guess it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't deny some of those big things like the Russia, Russia and COVID. Q was like spot on. And, and also, I yeah. believe Q was talking about um, Epstein before Epstein yeah, was arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had for known, a second time. I had known about Epstein. I wasn't a big Alex Jones guy. Like, I never really watched a lot of him. But, but I knew. called it. But I had known about, yeah, I don't know where I heard of it. Maybe it was him, but somewhere I had heard about Epstein Island. And then before it hit the news, before Q started talking about it, I remember one time, like 2016, saying, like, yeah, there's all these politicians that go to, like, Epstein Island, and people laughed at me. And I'm like, no, man, that's not laughing. Like, But they just, they, I don't know, like, that was the reaction. It was like, no, that's not happening. It's like, no, kind of is. And then it all kind of came to light. And then if you were following Q, sort of like sucked you into it even more than you wanted to talk about it and i don't know it was crazy times i kind of miss those times when q was coming out it was fun i'm yeah, not gonna man. lie it was the wild west again it was the wild yeah. west that's it yeah the, the internet was never the same as it was when like 2006 2007 2008 i'm on the internet i'm finding all these compelling conspiracy theories and then it was that Feeling never came back until yeah until q came like and then all q of a sudden post, it was like oh yeah. shit we're back baby <laughs> Q post and everyone was just like, this is awesome. Like decoding it. Like that was fun, man. Like you kind of uh, died down. The I was like, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And like ex putting the pieces together, like, especially with, even with the media, like man, they posted some, a lot of information on how many people are connected to politicians and Mockingbird media, how corrupt that is. You can't see it again. And then and it's tricky because you see like this one sort of corrupt side of corruption, but then you'll go back and you'll watch, say Fox News. Fox News is great, especially if you're right-leaning. 
when you go back and you watch it, like you kind of part of your brain is like, no, no, this is real. I trust it. It's like, no, it's fake. It's fake. It's like this internal battle because you've watched it for so long. But it's like, no, it's fake. And I've sort of pulled back from a lot of news and anything. And when I go back into it now and you watch it and you're taking a long break from it, you're like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all theater. It's all theater. Yeah. You know, uh, in regards to the whole uh, Epstein Island thing, one of the things that I think people should keep in mind is like, this is not new. It's not like Epstein was the first dude to do this and all of a sudden – uh, he got caught and we caught the one bad guy who takes the kids to the island. Like, no, even that there's like a Disney movie from like the thirties or a Disney Pinocchio. show. Yeah, that's right. Where, what at does he say? He needs these collecting boys for pleasure Island, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what year was that dude? We're talking twenties or the thirties time ago. So they've probably been doing it on these islands for a long time. And there's Peter Nygaard. There's rumors about, uh, uh, who's the Virgin guy. What's his name again? Uh, having his own island. Oh, oh, um, yeah. I, it's, he's been getting talked about a lot recently in the context of like Epstein wasn't the only guy with an island. I yeah, forget who it is. Yeah, yeah uh, I just can't remember his name, but you know, the Virgin Atlantic guy, whatever. But uh, yeah. so yeah, I think there is a lot of other islands, and there's probably even more evil stuff going on. And there's still a lot of questions about Epstein, like what was going on underneath. Like you said, we only got like the news will let you know so much about. But then what happened yeah. to Epstein? Well, if you rarely to... talk about it, rarely talk about it. What did they find uh, under the temple? At all. Although it was a meme for whatever the hell that's worth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which was strange. I think I even have a hat that has it embroidered on it. It says Epstein didn't kill himself on the side of it. Uh, yeah, but what I remember reports coming out when Epstein's island first hit the news in a big way, right? There was a couple of really fishy things that happened. One of the things was you suddenly see an aerial image of Epstein on the island, leaned up against a golf cart while his mm. uh, lawn maintenance guy is is there next to him working. Who knows where that image came from, what it is, but people are saying, oh, he never died. Yeah. One of the other ones was he successfully had the lower levels of his his temple on the island filled with concrete. He poured cement. He had yeah, trucks show up and pour it's cement the kind of into the low something level. was coming. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then the other thing that I caught too was uh, they found bones off of the the coast of Little St. James and that they were children's bones. And that's one of the things that really gets lost in translation that upsets me, right? It's like people, everybody knows about Epstein. those ones. Some of them. Yeah, I, 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 I remember seeing bones, those. Yeah. But it's like, you know, anecdotal, who knows how how much is valid or how much isn't, but I remember, <clears throat> all right, to this day, if you ask people, what was Epstein's Island about? They'll tell you, oh, well, it was human trafficking, sex trafficking of minors. Okay. No, How old cult, are we talking? Man. They will, people that. will stop at like 16, 15. Yeah. Like, no, there were children there. But I think this is part of the, the whitewashing of the actual thing that happened is like, mm. you know, it's bad. 16 year olds, that's bad. And 15-year-olds, that's that's really bad. But, like, that's where they stop. That's where the buck stops. And I'm, and mm. it's my contention that, like, no, there was young young children there. But Yeah, like the, the Netflix whole, stuff they talk about, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I feel like those are, the, those are the victims. Those are the victims they want you to see. Those are the victims yeah. they want you to think, like, oh, we kind of went there on our own to make money. No, man. What about the kids from Haiti? Like, what about... Yeah. Uh, the submarine access yeah uh what about biden controlling an island with submarine access just around the corner there's a lot of questions about this stuff that never got answered that went there yeah and there what was their saying disney cruise used to say uh 
we stop at little St. James Island where curious little fish can dart back and forth. Like, who says that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that? Exactly. Pleasure Island. We need boys for Pleasure Island. Yeah, that's probably what they were talking about. They probably had this yeah. island controlled by, or various islands controlled by different people over the time, that's which is you, really creepy. Yeah. I, I want to say to people, don't stop watching at this point. Maybe there was a time when they were good. But that time Maybe. is long past. Stop watching Netflix documentaries. Don't let Netflix tell you anything about politics or big stories. <laughs> or just watch it with, Stop like, you know you're being shit. lied to. <laughs> yeah, that's literally yeah. what it is. Like, mm, can't wait to sit down with a bowl of popcorn and get lied to. Me and my family <laughs> yeah. are going to sit around and get lied to tonight. It's going to be awesome. As long as you have the right mindset, it's okay. Like, if you're going in for yes, entertainment, can... then go in and watch some entertainment. But I tried watching that Netflix Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And after seeing the Q posts and everything else, I'm like, I'm like, this is tame. This is lame. Like, yeah, this is none of the good stuff. But like, you guys haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, it's damage control. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. It was like, this is bad, but we can make it less bad. We can't make yeah. it good. We can make it less bad. Now that's stop talking about it. We did a movie for you. So stop talking <laughs> yes, about yes. It. Oh look, COVID's here. Uh, but and that was another thing too. Is I felt like the timing was impeccable. It was like. Uh, Epstein was trending. He was a meme. Big news, Epstein yeah. didn't kill himself. Was everywhere. It was a cultural phenomenon. Hong Kong all of a sudden starts rioting in the streets and holding their city captive for mm. I don't even know how many months. I think it was like three months worth of protests. And then all of a sudden, the whole world got shut down. And I was like, "Damn, dude, that was kind of." And I think that maybe, maybe that was it. When you talked about the snare closing too quickly. China. It was supposed to happen later, but Epstein set it off. They I were think like, Trump set shit. it off. Yeah, there's a lot of 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 uh, people saying that that Trump, like, even though he's a father of the vaccine, right? That's his expression that he used. <laughs> uh, all of that shit fell on its face. the The vaccine yeah. rollout was a huge fuck up. The uh, what's the the pass? The um the vaccine passport mm. that was supposed to be a thing. I was afraid of that. I was like, shit, man, they're gonna make us scary. all have this goddamn thing. And yeah. and that all flopped as well. Like it happened too quickly. These were things that they had plans for that when they rushed, they fell apart. And yeah. you know, from from my perspective, when I was seeing this whole uh, QAnon thing, I mean, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Right? Like initially, I was all in on QAnon, and I was screaming to everybody, and nobody would nobody would listen to me. It was weird because it was probably. Out of all the conspiracy theories that I uh, entertained and spoke to people about, this one had the most visceral reaction. So, like, QAnon and, and Epstein's Island actually made people upset with me, which was not something that I had experienced. I had people kind of go like, <laughs> all right, dude, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe the Illuminati's real. Maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce are in the Illuminati. Maybe. But when I told people that... Look, I think they're trafficking children, and I think there's a military operation that's disseminating information, and, and Trump is involved with all this shit. It was like people were grossed out by me. I had never <laughs> felt so ostracized. I've been in this shit for, for 16 years, and nothing made me feel worse than telling people, like, yeah, uh, I think they're trafficking kids, and uh, I think the military is trying to do something about it. And people were like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, it was <laughs> terrible, dude. I lost so many friends that way. Yeah, Q is uh, something else. Yeah, it just changed you. But, uh, like, uh, where was I going to go? But I wanted to talk to you about something quickly before the end, too. 
yeah. before I forget, dreams. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I told you a couple of weeks ago, we were supposed to do this podcast a few weeks ago, but right. talk about dreams a bit. Because, or I can talk about it for a second and say, talk about how dreams, I talked about quickly how dreams could possibly come true, but you had a really interesting dream. And one thing I like to do is actually interpret them. So oh. do you remember that snake dream you shared in the sky? Yeah, so, so that was actually two separate dreams. I, I, I've had a lot of really huge, seemingly meaningful dreams, uh, although I, you know, I can't interpret them. Um, I always kind of feel like in time I will. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But a lot of them not necessarily so far. Uh, yeah, so I, I did have two dreams involving the same serpent. So in the first dream, I'm in my old house. Uh, I used to live on top of a mountain in uh, in New Jersey. And I'm looking out the front door, and we have a screen door. And there's an eye that's taking up the entire screen. It's the, you know, the eye of some giant black serpent. And... I start moving towards the screen door and it pulls away and it goes out into my front yard. And so I open the door and I walk out into my front porch and I look in the sky and this thing is weaving through the clouds. It was like, you know, I'm familiar with the whole Quetzalcoatl, the flying winged serpent. Of, well, some people link that to Q in 17. Uh, oh, that's interesting because of Quetzal. Yeah, they call they call they think Quetzal is Q. Now I don't know a ton about Quetzal, but he's like that ancient Mayan space traveler, right? Well, so Quetzal was uh, represented by a winged serpent, like yeah. a feathered serpent. Yeah, but he was so as like far as, as a I'm spaceship, concerned, like a spaceship. Like he traveled. They think that was just like a drawing for a spaceship. Yeah, well, I I all I know about him is that he was one of those kind of people that bought various society pushing attributes like you know how certain okay. times in throughout history like this entity brought us agriculture and this one okay. brought us yeah, mathematics yeah, 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 yeah. and things yeah, yeah, yeah. So i think he was responsible for a, a sort of enlightening uh but i don't know too much about him that's that's interesting though i never drew that correlation the quetzal and then the q there's one guy that does that says it a lot a quetzal is q but then that's he also be he believes in space and everything so then that's where like a lot of truthers like we split like if you're a flat earther then when someone yes. starts talking about space and Quetzal, you're like, well, they both can't be right. And then it's right, the same right. way. It's the same with Trump. It's like he's either a good guy helping us or he's part of the system and he's out to get us. And then there's right. all these there's like when you get to like the high level topics, it's like it's like, like you're, you're either on one side or the other. <laughs> it becomes teams. That's why I always say yeah. I think our community is too fractured. Right. We do get on these teams. And I think that we all have this this unifying thing of the love and the pursuit of the truth. And that should be our main thing. That should we be should the main probably, thing, yeah. I agree. Yeah, we shouldn't get so uh, into each other's shit about whether or not one thing is true or another. But uh, so so going back to the dream, I, I remember specifically the feeling. So the feeling of, as I, you know, I'm seeing this thing winding through the clouds and it's it's smooth and black. Um and I don't know, these are just details that I remember, so I figured they're worth saying. Uh, it's not like it's big, chunky scales. It was like smooth and black, and it didn't have wings, but uh, certainly didn't stop it from flying. And the feeling that I had was this thing was like a call to adventure. And I was excited 
to to go and meet it, but I also knew that like it wants to it, it, it like it wanted to fight. Like I was meant to go and fight this thing. That's that was the feeling that I got. So I was excited. I knew that it was a call to adventure. It very much reminds me of um the whole thing of the hero's journey and the Shire, right? Like leaving yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. Shire and the comfort of the Shire and going out on this journey to go and face dragons, literally, is is you know, the Lord of the Rings. So and then the second one that I had, that's all I remember from that dream. It was just I could see it winding through the sky. Posted. I remember stepping yeah, yeah, yeah. out. And then the second one that that has this serpent in it again, I'm standing at the foot of like an Aztec or a Mayan temple, um, and I'm looking up in the sky, and this giant snake is in the sky again, winding through same the clouds. One, part of its what's that? You think it's the same one? Yeah, I felt yeah. like it was the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then that's that's all I have. I have these two separate dreams. I've got a lot of really weird dreams, but that. In particular, that lot. serpent, it, it did make an appearance twice in my dreams. And it That's was, I would yeah. say, like years apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I can give you an interpretation. You, I feel like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, you might be offended, to be honest, but I think you're going to be, not in a bad way, but it might be not be the interpretation you're looking for. But I think down the road, you're going to be like, okay, maybe that made sense if I get it right. Um, you talk to someone, I, I've been trying to get this guy on my podcast, so maybe I have to use your help, uh, that Donnie Darkin guy. Uh, yeah. I kind of I want to, I've, I've reached out to him, but he never reaches out to me. But, <laughs> um, because we, we were so had, different I on Trump. I had to him in a comment section. That's what I did. I flattered him in the comment oh, section. Okay. Yeah, because I sent him a, a message, and he didn't respond to it for yeah. like a month. And then yeah. I flattered him one time. Then all of a sudden he popped up. So that's what you got to do. You got to coax Because he's one of those truthers. Like if you follow him, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he's very anti-Trump. He goes as far as saying Trump's the antichrist. And if you follow my podcast, I'm kind of like, no, I don't think he is. Like, uh, I'm okay changing my mind, but I don't think he is. But anyway, um, where was it going? So the dream, back to the dream. So I've had dreams with snakes as well. And everyone has their own dream language, I call it, over time. You'll get to, like, learn it. But some things, I think, just kind of mean the same thing in most dreams. And snakes usually represent a lie, okay? They are like a tail. They have, like, you know, like a tail. Like, they tell a tail, but then they, and they lie. They lie on the ground. So it's like a lie, Okay. So something, this, whatever it is, it is enticing you. And it, you kind of might have given the answer away, unfortunately, with Q and Quetzal. Uh, it's enticing you. It's exciting you. But something inside of you already knew you wanted to fight it. So you know something's going to come. But I don't think you're recognizing it as a lie right now. But when you start to see it, because the thing with snakes, a big snake means a big lie. A little snake means a little lie. Big lies are a lot easier to see, but maybe they can be more powerful, whereas a little snake, they can do more damage sometimes because they're kind of hiding in your life. They're kind of in there. So I think there's something in your life that is a big lie, and it's it's exciting you, but you kind of, I think you already know what's going to come down the road. There's going to be, I, I, not maybe a physical fight, maybe mental, maybe spiritual but there is something out there that is a big lie and it's enticing you right now. So I would move forward, but I would keep that in mind that, you know, what well, you're we're conspiracy theorists. We should question everything anyway. Right. But, uh, <laughs> that is really interesting though, because I, I felt like 
I felt like, um, to put it crudely, it was almost a friend in a way, but a friend that I knew I had to fuck up. Yeah, and I honestly, this just sounds weird again, but like the voice you even talked about, it kind of knew, it kind of told you you were going to trip up. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like almost, it didn't scare you or whatever, but it was like, why would a voice sort of like want to trip you up? Why would it want to give you experience to trip you up? Why would a snake or why would something want to lie to you? Why would something want to entice you? That's just sort of like the things I you know, just talking to you tonight. And I go out on a limb sometimes. I don't always get it right, but it's like, this is what you have to do. Like when I talk about spiritual gifts, whether it's dreams, whether it's stuff, you got to practice it. It's like a muscle. So like I can see you thinking, so maybe there was something to that interpretation. Maybe there wasn't. If it's no good, just throw it out. But yeah. It's interesting to me because so much of my life, like, you know, there are the things that you do because you have to get by. And then there mm -hmm. are the things that you pursue because yeah, you want you to want pursue to. them. Yeah. And the thing that I have endlessly pursued is the truth. I've mm. gone under the pretense that there is a large deception going on. It's multifaceted. And I've dedicated over probably probably exactly half my life now at this point to trying to uncover it. And I've definitely like failed miserably, fat, fell on my face, mm -hmm. believed in things that were not true. Yeah. You know, had to pull back, recoup, yeah. you know, reorganize my thoughts and, and go again. Um, but I always have this lingering feeling that like, look, in this realm, there is a deception going on, right? Absolutely. The idea that I would see that deception is so pompous. The idea that I would be able to see through the thing that it's, it's designed to fool all of us. I'm not saying that you can't see it coming, but I am saying that I have thought I've saw, I've seen the angle and been wrong mm. countless times. And I don't know, but whatever, okay, you just said something that actually made that dream make more sense too. You may not recognize it as a lie, but you're seeing it. Like you see it right now. Like you, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like you see it, but maybe it's not registering that maybe it's a lie. I don't know. But like, I think you do see it. Like whatever you're seeing, you see it. There's something big happening. So the thing that I've stumbled upon lately that, you know, it's a half-baked idea and I, I do a lot of, um, I can only address certain parts of it at a time, right? So like I have this, I would say, what is the biggest, let me, let me rephrase it. Let me put it to you this way you are making a puzzle and you're focusing in on the puzzle pieces mm. and every once in a while you pull back and you look at the bigger picture. Yeah. 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 And yeah. sometimes it's pretty close, but you realize like, Oh no, this chunk doesn't go over here. And mm. with that chunk in the wrong place, it actually looks like the wrong thing. Now, the way I've rearranged the puzzle lately is I I'm not, by any means a, a biblical scholar at all. I, yeah, I yeah. suck at reading the Bible. I have the Bible. I'm, I'm basically retarded. It's so hard for me to read it. I can read other things, but this one is just so <laughs> just the wording is, is it, it, it kills me. And so, but I do think that there is a, a biblical context in which this all fits in. And what's interesting about that is I never had a biblical upbringing or religious upbringing but in my mind, because when you when you stumble upon conspiracy theory, the book of Revelations clicks in so well, it right? Comes in, knows yeah, that. Yeah. There's so many things. So, of course, I discovered that when I was younger. And even when I was younger, at like 16, 17, I was like, huh, looks like there's something there. Now, 
add on top of that another 16 years of, huh, it looks like there's something else there. Yeah. And it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I think that basically, even with the aliens and the UFOs, right, I think that they are, and I can't say that I believe it because that would ins insinuate that I've like really hammered it out. And I have. But I suspect that this entire UFO thing is tied into the whole QAnon thing, is tied into the whole Moloch worship, evil cabal mm. crap. It's all part of the same thing. And it's like we're reaching this end of the line mm. where like maybe we are in the end times. Mm. And something knows that the curtain's going to get pulled back. The veil. Right? Yeah. But if it can sort of pretend that it's the one pulling the curtain back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be deceiving, yeah. Yeah, it can still deceive up until the last mm -hmm. second is what I'm getting at. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. in other words, like the, the curtain's going to go to the side as decreed by God. But if you can put your hand on the curtain as it moves, well, now it looks like or you one opened in, the curtain. Or one in, yeah, one in front of it before yes. the main one, like another one in front of it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so okay. that is what I'm trying to figure out because what I see, um, you know, you, you mentioned having Donnie Darko on. In the beginning of the show, we both actually discussed that we're fans of Trump. I'm fans of his policy. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I like his, mm -hmm. even his personality is, is fun to me. I don't give a shit about mean words. I really don't. I don't care about that shit at all. You know, I care about the economy. Uh, I care about manufacturing in the U.S., you know, shit like mm -hmm. that. I care about not getting into any wars. Like, these are big things to me. And yeah. so check those boxes. I thought that was pretty cool of him, right? But what I see is this man is about to be served the most unbelievable layup, right? So Biden is such a smoldering heap of shit that Trump is, to this point, we're we're wanting that breath of fresh air back. We want Trump to yeah. come back. We want the economy. A lot of people are now flipping on that. Now, let's add a couple of things into this this perfect storm. What if he's he's already been vindicated on the on the political front in most people's eyes? We know yeah. Russia was a hoax, yeah. right? We know that he's been unfairly persecuted. Not only that, but the 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 allegations against him uh and the indictments, they're like paper thin. They're indicting yeah, they're his stupid. lawyers. They're, and they're indicting on the fact that there was no 2020 voter fraud. So all and it takes citing his his lawyers for his his counsel, his legal counsel, which yeah. is a constitutionally protected right. But he wasn't going to fund their he wasn't going to fund their upon their uh, defense team. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's like some so, people are wondering, like, did all the people around him, were they all bad, too? And he can use all right. these different ways to catch them in a trap. Or I kind of see what you're getting at. Maybe that's a dot. Like, is he pretending to be a savior type of figure? Well, even, and, even and Q Donnie. and Q and Q because yeah. Uh, and and there is one called Operation Trust, which a lot of, it would, it's very similar. And I talked about that years ago on my pod as well. And it's like, okay, it is very similar. Did is it is it the same playbook being used, or did someone say, oh, this works? Maybe we can help de brainwash some people with this playbook. I don't know. Well, that's that's what makes the Q thing even better, right? Because that's ingrained into Q. This is a psyop. 
a psyop designed to yeah. awaken the masses. So yeah. you can't even use it's that as a cudgel against them. Yeah. You can't yeah. say you're a psyop because they go, yeah, dummy, I am a psyop. Yeah. <laughs> and we did so, what we were supposed to. Look at all you. <laughs> exactly. So now now take that in conjunction with we already have the political vindication, which I think we're going to come to we're going to see that come to pass. Right. It's like mm. people are going to go, holy shit, this guy's being wrongly persecuted left and right. They're, you know, trying to arrest his yeah. lawyers. They're stealing the fucking election. All yeah. these different things. What if the darker that's aspects the of, of Q, like we hit the pause button on Epstein mm. and that's yeah. still the jury's still out. It's like, what's going on? We just not talking about that anymore. The sound of freedom came out. Trump held a, a private screening in Mar-a-Lago of it. Mm-hmm. He's directly mm-hmm. connected to this. If all the human trafficking, evil, dark cabal shit gets exposed and comes to pass, that's another layer of vindication. Essentially, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is I'm a little bit worried that this is playing out too well. Like, you can look at it as, like, this is just the circumstances of, of, of what's happening right now in the political realm and things of that nature. But from where I'm sitting, because of the way my mind works, I'm like, this is a play. This is, you couldn't write a better movie than this shit. And, I mean, that's how yeah. they get us, right? The propaganda machine is Hollywood. Hollywood writes movies. It, it captures our attention and our imagination. And this is a damn good movie. Now, you enter, like, one or two more elements. You throw in fucking aliens that are actually you know, the fallen angels from the Bible or they're the Nephilim or they're the hybrid offspring of, you know, the aforementioned. Uh, And you have this unbelievable deception created by the same things that have been our mortal nemesis since the garden. Yeah. You know, and that is where, like, and it's weird, right? Because people will get upset with me. It's like, no, I I like Trump. Mm -hmm. I just worry that this is uncanny. And when I see something that's like too uncanny, not only that, but like, you know what it was like to be in queue when nobody else was, right? It was fucking isolating, except for being on the, you know, talking to people in in the, you know, the messaging board or whatever. Um, it was isolating in real life. But now we're talking like 55-year-old ladies with cat pictures as their profile pic are balls deep in QAnon. And when I was coming up in this fucking conspiracy game, Whatever those people believed was typically the wrong thing because those people were the easiest to deceive. And I'm not saying you can't be a, a cat mom and fucking and like, you know, wake up for sure. We all can, no, right? but like the, the generation above us, the few generations like you look around my age, maybe a little younger. They're I'm severely, like severely brainwashed. 50s, 60s, yeah, yes, above, yes like you're severely brainwashed. Like when when you start to wake up to the fact that, OK, Maybe the Earth isn't flat. Maybe it is. I don't want to argue about it. But the moon landing, you can definitely start arguing the moon landing. Like, that was faked. Like, when you look at the videos, like, that's severe brainwashing and then everything else. And then even 9-11, like, so many people, they always say the same thing. Well, there would be have to be so many people to pull off these conspiracies. But when you're all sort of, I don't know, when you start seeing the connections of the cabal, like which Q played out, when you start seeing who Hillary Clinton is, who they're connected to behind the scenes, it doesn't get that crazy. Like, it's like, okay, there are psychopaths sort of running the world. And yeah, we're either at the point where I agree with you, um, Trump and Q are going to do something good or be part of a good plan. Or they are deceiving. I 100%. I'm like, it's either one of the other two, and it's we're getting, 50/50. and we're getting very close to find out. 
I kind of lean more towards it's a good thing. Um, there's these prophecies from like 2008, 2010 from this guy named Kim Clement, really weird guy. And he prophesied about Trump becoming president before anyone was talking about it. He prophesied Q. He talked about Q. He said he mentioned like Q, like a letter. Uh, he said it was going to be so crazy. He said there's going to be a time where there's two presidents. And what you're hearing like with Trump oh, possibly. Yeah, like how would you, and I remember like, well, how would you have two presidents at once? Well, when you become a conspiracy theorist and you learn about the cons the corporation of America. the contingency of government, right? What about yeah. that thing, right? Yeah, so. so got Biden is a puppet and Trump is still running shit. Yeah, and so that's where like even your, I was going to go to a little bit is, so you got Trump or the military running the republic and the corrupt corporation. It's allowed to keep going right now if this is what's playing out. And for some reason, I like you talk about Biden being so stupid and all this stuff. For some reason, I think some of these characters are controlled to sort of wake people up. But then you got to ask tough questions like, OK, there's still got to be some really bad actors out there. If if Maui was the actual Jews, because people are still dying. Like, why would right. good people want to kill other good people just to wake up enough people? Like, it's it's really weird when you think about it. Like, you're like, this is mind bending. Like, like we we, we don't know what's going on right now, but everyone that has a bit of a sense, common sense, can see there's some really weird stuff going on on Earth right now. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything a conspiracy theorist is talking about. You know, you don't even have to go that far down the rabbit hole. Like, you just see, like, you've talked about Biden, 700 to Maui, billions and billions to Ukraine. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to see the BS, but at the same time, to me, it seems staged, like, in a good way. And who cares? Like, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna collapse the financial system and bring in a new system, who gives a shit how much money you give to Ukraine? As long as you're going to show the people, show the people that's probably been happening for years and years and years before. Now you're just showing the people what's actually happening. So I don't right. know. It's yeah. tough. If you know that the financial system's about to collapse, so you can just shovel money away. Yusuf, but in, yeah. in regards to that, what we were saying before about the pulling to the curtain and yeah. if you know the curtain's going to open, if you could put your hand on it and pretend yeah. the one opening it, it's like with Q. And I'm not saying this is definitive, right? But we're playing yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. a, a critical thinking whatever, here. Yeah. So if you know time is short, right? Let's just, we'll, we'll put all, um, suspend disbelief entirely and just go on this journey for a second. The end times are coming. The book of Revelation is coming true. The curtain, and that literally means the great reveal, right? Yeah, Revelations. Yeah. The apocalypse is and the, so yeah, the revealing. The, this, the opposition knows that it has limited time. And so it knows that it's going to be exposed. What's going to be exposed? Well, Molochian child sacrificing, yeah. you know, secret societies. Pure evil. evil. Pure evil, right? So you have to figure out how to construct a lie. But how do you lie when you're about to be exposed entirely? Mm. Well, the best lies are the ones that remain as close to the truth as possible with only changing the things that are necessary. So is there a cabal? Yeah, so Q's right. Is there political corruption beyond imagine? Yeah, so, so Q's right. Is there child sacrifice and, and, and people worshiping Moloch? Yeah, there is, mm -hmm. so, so Q is right. Is Q the one who's going to reveal it all or was it all about to be revealed anyway? That is the little part that could be the lie. So in other words, 
was God going to pull the curtain back because we're in the end times and this is revelations? Or is Q going to pull the curtain back to expose all the evil and, and take the credit? You know, so that is, and, and look, man, you can't do anything but speculate on that. So all yeah. I can do is like sit back and just watch. Yeah. And I'm just, at that like, point right and, now. Like yes, even I, and watch yeah, I'm like, I'm not like for even like 2020, 21, you know, I was like, oh, who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? I was getting stuck on that. And it was kind of fun. Like, but now I'm like, you know what? I don't know. And does it really matter? Like, let's say, let's say Tucker Carlson. Like, I hated Fox News. And I probably just put him into that whole thing. But then there was those emails that leaked that maybe he had Hunter Biden connections. But I do like what he's doing right now on X, even though I don't really like Elon that much. I kind of, you know, he, he, you can totally tell some of his rockets are live with the mouse on it. And then he's vicious as shit. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just as a conspiracy theorist, you kind of scratch your head at some point. But I was watching a thing with Tucker Carlson and Ice Cube, who both might be cabal controlled, but for some reason they're red pilling the hell out of everyone. Mm. So that's that thing, though, right? The same logic can be applied to that. It's like, yeah. in my opinion, um, Ice Cube was part of a CIA op. Uh, it was. Yeah, to become famous. To... Well, not just becoming famous, but a long time ago, what happened is when the prison industrial complex started yeah. receiving federal funding cool. based off of how many inmates they had, there suddenly became an incentive for more Jones. inmates. Yeah. And so one of the ways you can get more inmates is by going to the music industry, having closed door yeah. meetings and saying, hey, if you can push certain narratives that would be destructive to the black community through your artists. cool to be crime and let's fill yeah, up the so prisons. You would be yeah. willing to give you some of this federal funding. And so it's the birth of uh, Ice Cube and N.W.A. It's my understanding that Ice Cube was just a great actor, which yeah. no shit. Look at him. That's what he does nowadays yeah, anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, He's yeah, an actor yeah. now. Uh, and so. It's very much the same thing with Jim Morrison and the Doors. It was like the CIA co-opted the anti-Vietnam War movement and started to create their own uh, cultural, you know, uh, uh, characters. And so Jim Morrison's father was a CIA operative. And, and, you know, you go down that whole path. But I still think that's what happened to Ice Cube. Now he's still an op. He's still working for that team. This is this is brainstorming, right? This is just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um. And so what is what do you do now? You know that the curtain's going to fall. You have to create a lie that's very parallel to the truth and control the narrative of who are the people who are actually going to defeat the bad guys in the end. And so Ice Cube is on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about, you know, fuck the system. And we're going to I think he said we're going to tear down that all seeing eye. He posted like a meme yeah, yeah, and it was like yeah, a bunch yeah. of middle fingers to the all seeing eye. And my thing with that is. One, I'm highly suspicious of it. But two, we don't need Ice Cube. We don't need Ice no. Cube, dude. We've been no, doing I... this for a long time. Some of us longer than others. But we we all need to trust in our own abilities of discernment. Yeah. And that doesn't mean fall for everything that you see just because it's contrary to the, the mainstream opinion or the mainstream narrative. But it does mean that you're not an idiot. You can look at this information, internalize it, and make your own decisions. You don't need people like Ice Cube, but we're always waiting for this hero, right? We're always waiting for our favorite celebrity to come out and say this shit. Uh, so, yeah, man, the whole the whole Ice Cube thing, uh, and then Tucker, you know, people kind of, I'm, I'm not too, I don't understand this one too much, but he's got a bracelet 
and the bracelet is red uh, and somehow yeah it's kabbalah it's like so kabbalah yeah. is like this really weird sort of sect of like judaism it's uh, I, i'm not an expert on the occult like i'm aware of it but kabbalah's like madonna's in it uh it's more like it's more satanic than say i would say judaism uh, from what I know, like it's weird. So yeah, Kabbalah is really weird, and that's what that red thing is. Some people think. Again, I'm not an expert, but again, it's just like those whole clubs, like the Black Eye Club, the Red Shoe Club. Why are there so many people wearing red, these red bracelets? So that's where that comes from. But I think it is a lot of that. I think Tucker, I enjoy his takes. You know, it's the same yeah. way I can look at Trump and enjoy Trump. I enjoy the things that Tucker says. I agree with a lot of what he says. Um, but I am highly skeptical when these these people who are there are us, right? The the sort of the plebs or mm -hmm. whatever the, mm -hmm. the word is to describe <laughs> just the average person uh, locked in serfdom. Um, and then there are the actors on the stage. Yeah. And when I see one of the actors suddenly start batting for the team of the conspiracy theorists, I look to, um, damn, oh, I wish I could remember this guy's name. There's an excellent podcast uh, called Kill the Mockingbirds. It's Joel and Sean, uh, and they break down various conspiracy theories. But there was a guy who was part of Obama's administration. They have his papers uh, posted on their websites. If you go to killthemockingbirds.com, I think you can find this. And basically what it is is this entire, this guy who worked for the Obama administration was one of his bigger bodies of work was how to uh, do something called cognitive infiltration. So guys, if you're listening, cognitive infiltration is the terminology you're going to want to search for. And it, it was essentially a, a pretty straightforward system of in order to control the, the narrative of conspiracy theorists who would otherwise be political dissenters, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, people that would be disgruntled with the government, things of that nature. They're important to address. You would infiltrate the community, position yourself as one of the talking heads of the community, and then steer the ship. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that we've all suspected for a long time. But here is someone who is in the Obama administration who has written papers at length about cognitive infiltration. And so when I see these people who are suddenly batting for our team, I can't help but feel like, oh, it's cognitive infiltration. And so maybe they're not lying. But once again, the, the best lie is one that's so parallel to the truth that you barely have to lie. You know, that way you don't get lost in the lies. Yeah. You don't forget yeah, like yeah, which yeah, parts yeah. you lied about, you know. So they could be, let's say Tucker Carlson says a bunch of things. For example, you know, um, Hillary Clinton and and uh, Huma, whatever her name is, they ate a little girl's fucking face in a video called Frazzle Drip. But let's say he says all that, but he calls it Frazzle Stick. Well, then he yeah, told yeah, yeah. you everything, but one of the most key important parts he's deceived you on. And that is the kind of shit where, like, if the curtain is going to get pulled back and you're all going to get exposed, those little tiny lies that seem to go over most people's heads, they might be your saving grace. So I think a lot of this stuff is just these people. I mean, it's fun. In the meantime, I think Elon Musk is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes over the platform, gives us free speech, and we haven't seen the ramifications of what maybe we're all going to get. We're all on a list. You know what I mean? We're all on a list. We've all said the, the most ridiculous shit. I've gone as naively as, as anybody could be, right? Oh, X is a place for free speech. I'm going to get on there. 
and I'm going to say all, all the words I'm not supposed to say, and I'm going to talk about all the topics that I'm not supposed to talk about. Yeah, there's been operations like that back in the past where the military or the governments, they do that, and they draw you out. Like, I guess that was part of Operation Trust. They draw you out, and they get you talking, yes. and, oh, we know who you are now. Mm-hmm. Got you. <laughs> so my my thing on Q, just to kind of wrap up my my final thoughts on it, are you have a problem. The problem is controlling the population and what they think. A certain amount of the population is going to sit down and watch CNN or watch Fox News, and they're going to just eat that up, and yep. they're going to regurgitate yep. it verbatim, right? So they're not very hard to deal with. Um, but you can split them into two camps. The left will go with anything. Yeah. They don't seem to have very much of a moral Any compass. Thought. And if you're on the left, I don't mean everybody. I mean sort of the the loudest figures in the movement, right? There seems to be a lack of morality. So you don't got to really worry about them. You already got them. You, they're already mm-hmm. not so worried about being good people. Go to the conservative side. And the general feeling there is that, you know, conservation is at the forefront. We have to fix the economy. We have to make things better for the nuclear family. We have to, you know, make things equal and da da da, da. So you give them the Fox News. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that are going to, you know, see that Trump is being wrongly persecuted, things of that nature. But then you still have this small percentage of the population. I would say left and right accounts for like 95 to 97 percent of the population. Right. What do you do with the remaining three percent? Well, those people are critical thinkers. They're usually conspiracy theorists. So you have to appeal to them in a totally different way. And what do these people want that the other people don't want? The other people are content to repeat whatever the Mockingbird media says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the 3% of people need information. Critical thinkers and conspiracy theorists are information driven. So you've got to control the information that they're getting. Well, then create a conspiracy theory. Create something that is funneling compelling information that they can verify and find out is true. And once you have those people paying attention to you, one, you've disarmed them, right? Because now it's, well, when those people are paying attention to you and then you tell them that patriots are in control and somebody else is going to save the day, boom, yeah, yeah. there it is. You hit the kill switch on that on that very dangerous 3%, probably even less than 3%, right? It's probably like, probably closer to 1%. And you've hit the off button on those people because they go, I knew I was right. But thank God somebody else is in control. (laughs) And that is like, to me, I can't look past that. I'm like, shit, that is good, dude. That is really good. Like, it makes you want to give them like a slow clap. I'm like, I I don't even know if that is the deception, but it's fucking, it should be. Yeah, no, I've played with that idea myself. Like you said, that's why I want to have, I wanted that guy, like another side, like a non-Trump supporter, truth seeker, kind of like to go back and forth. Like, is it, I think you have to question it. I really think you do, uh, but I think some things are going to have to happen really quick if Trump is to be the Antichrist, if Trump is to be this really bad guy. I sort of feel like the puzzle pieces, again, you said it too, they're coming together way too good. So everything right now is either planned to wake people up or it's planned, again, to deceive you and we're all going to go through this next step next. But you know, the Nephilim, the giant, like you said, you're not into the Bible. Some of the best stories in the Bible, though, man, they came in the darkest times. So if we're going to see some crazy stuff happen on Earth, maybe the world will just keep getting darker. I don't know. I I don't know at this point. Like, I know something good is coming, 
but like I have no I'm done trying to like trying to say like okay I don't know if the world's gonna get darker I really don't it might like with the resurge of COVID and mass talks coming up and people already installing mandates I'm just like uh-huh. dear lord like what is going on like how can we be doing this again like in, and how Greece, right I'm in Greece and it's weird because I don't know it's a different culture here like people didn't wear the mask properly they didn't care like coming from Canada it was like nuts man like canada was nuts in covid like everyone wear the mask like rat tattletailing if you were visiting at the wrong you in public oh man canada was nuts like nuts like i lived through it i went maskless everywhere i didn't care i was like this is bullshit i'm not doing it and maybe i started with a mask and then i was i learned my rights a little bit more it's like i don't have to do this this is a mandate like bullshit like once you get armed with information you become way more confident and so yeah like i just i can't believe we're gonna possibly do this again but maybe that's part of that's part of waking people up or that's part of the world getting darker i don't know it's one of the two here can i make a call on it then then this is my prediction and and only time will tell um and you'll have to zoom out to tell if i'm even right but i think that if this happens and if it was by design right because i'm looking at these things like oh it's too perfect it's a movie it's playing out too well i think this is gonna fracture people like people are like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me i know myself i moved to florida florida is like you know fuck you yeah, We're it, was, not yeah, it was better yeah it was better yeah yeah so i think that i'm not the only one who feels that way so when you hear this uh, how many people would you imagine hear that, that we're going to do it again and people are going no no, not again not again i'm not shutting my business down again i'm not it's... i'm not getting vaccinated i'm not wearing the mask again I think we'll a lot of people, and a lot of people are are happy to like my uh, my wife has a walk, friend. They, like, they talk the talk, like when it was yes. over, when the mandates were over, then everyone was, oh, that was bullshit. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. That was bullshit. <clears throat> and honestly, I'll be honest, I don't want to see these mandates. I hate them. I hate masks. I fucking hate masks. Like with a yeah. passion. Like that's what started me to, to get on this podcast even just mask man like i just hate them and i'm like in my head i'm like if they bring them back man i'm gonna like i'll probably lose my shit on other people like telling me to put a mask on like it's gonna be ugly but like i'm i'm really curious to see the people that were vocal about i'll never do this again this was bullshit that obeyed it the first time because they had to just to get through it but let's see if they bring it back. Let's see if anyone actually follows through on standing up with the people that stood up the first time. <laughs> I, I, I think we will see that. And it's because the I first so. time we were like, not sure. It was like, how long do we have to do this? Oh, a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do I have to wear this everywhere? Not everywhere. And then it was like only in doctor's offices. So like it was constantly changing. Now we have a sample size. We know what it looks like when you tell us to do this. We can recall because we didn't have any frame of reference before. It was like, what does this even look like? I don't know. It, maybe a week from now, they're going to tell us to stop wearing them, you know, yeah. but that never that never fucking came. Uh, but I think now when they tell you to put it on, you're going to have all these sort of PTSD flashbacks <laughs> of all the masks that you had to wear and all the PCR tests. They're jamming shit in your oh, nose. Man, you know, I fucking saw something uh... about the ancient Egyptians used to do that to the serfdom class to keep them docile. I don't even know if that's true, but like, (laughs) I'm not letting them put shit in my nostril again, dude. I'm no serf. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I really hope it doesn't come back, but oh man. So listen, uh, John, this has been 
awesome. Yeah, it's been a good uh, chat. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we finally while. got it done because we tried for two weeks and I fucking screwed up because of uh, scheduling. But I'm really happy that we got it done. Is there anything that you want to say to the audience before no, we wrap man. up? No, man. That was a really good chat. I think we can shut her down. I, I usually go for an hour with good people, like uh, good conversations, like, uh, you know, podcasters. It seems like you can go like two hours, no problem. And we did that. So, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, John, one more time, let everybody know where they can find your show and then I'll do the same for you. Yeah, audience. yeah, yeah. So uh, my podcast is called Unbridled Minds. Um, I have different, like every other podcaster or truther, I've had multiple accounts go down. Uh, I think I'm John Solo at Twitter, John Solo 171717, or just anywhere like Twitter, Facebook, just type in Unbridled Minds or find the hashtag Unbridled Minds. I do that every once in a while, uh, Instagram. Uh, and then, yeah, on t- for uh, podcasts, I'm pretty much audio only. I do have a Rumble page. Um, if guests are okay with the video, I'll post the interview with the full show. I do like a full show. It's audio only. Um, and that's pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast, except for I got banned on uh, Spotify. So everywhere else, you like Apple, any any like those Google or things you download, you can find it on there. So, yeah. And you? Um, so you guys can find me on most platforms, Spotify, Apple, Rumble, and YouTube at the Ravens watch. Um, I have an email address. If anybody has any, uh, paranormal stories or conspiracy theories slash occultic, uh, information that they'd like to share on the show and they want to be a guest, you can email me at the Ravens watch seven, seven, seven at gmail.com. And lastly, you can find me on Twitter at David underscore Lee underscore Corbo. And uh, I do most of my interacting there. So if you guys want to chat, you can do it there. And you'll find a link tree in my bio and more than likely the bio of this show. I just set it up. So I got to remember to put it in there. I got to do one of those. Link tree. Yeah, it's convenient, <laughs> dude. It's so much nicer because I'm like, I can't I don't have enough characters to put all these <laughs> dot coms in here. And like, yeah, just use link tree, grandpa. Mm. That's and I was like, oh, shit, you're right. I grew up with the internet, but it's always going so fast. You're like, man, I can't always learn something new every week on the internet. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's they make things one. convenient. And I don't use them. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. John, thank you for the conversation, brother. It was, was a fun. genuine blast. All right, man. We'll see you around. All right. You have a good night or morning. I don't know how grease works. <laughs>